Sorry, you gotta give me a second. When the presence of God overwhelms like that, you just gotta take a minute. Because a lot of us, I don't think we really understand what that means, I'm overwhelmed. I'm not overwhelmed by the stuff that he does. I'm not overwhelmed by the stuff that he even says. I'm overwhelmed by him. His presence alone, his glory alone is so overwhelming. When you are truly before the presence of God, that overwhelming presence makes you bow. It makes you stop. It makes you say, let me stop talking for a minute. Because what can I say to you? What can I say that's even appropriate, that's even right? I'm, I'm almost at the point where I just want to do the benediction and go home. Because I don't know <laughs> if I can even deliver this message. But by his spirit, I will do as the Lord has commanded me. Until he tells me to keep quiet. Amen. So I'm about to pray because I have a word for you all today. And if I had to give this a title, it's called The Foolishness of Us. And I'll get into details about what that means because, you know, one phrase that our family is notorious for, I would say famous, but no, that's not quite right. We always say this is some foolishness. And I don't know if we got it from my mother. I don't know where we got it from. But whenever something's really crazy, we just go, this is some foolishness here. This is foolishness here, you know. And that's kind of where it stems from when the Lord revealed this to me. It's called the foolishness of us. But before I really even get into that, I'm just going to pray. And then we're going to hop into this word. Heavenly Father, right now I come before you and I give you the highest praise, which is hallelujah. And right now, Lord, I pray that you will just have your way in this place. Holy Spirit, my friend, I pray that you are loosed in this place. I pray right now, I decree and declare in the name of Jesus that the kingdom of God is here and the kingdom of God is at hand. Right now, Lord, I pray that you allow me to decrease so that you may increase. Anoint my lips of clay that I may be an oracle of God. Let nothing I say be of earthly wisdom, but be of everything of heaven and the spirit. And I pray right now, let my words be fire and your people would and let them be consumed by it. And I pray, Lord, that you will remove the stony heart and give a heart of flesh right now. I pray that you will give them a heart to perceive and know that you will give them a wise and understanding heart. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will give them revelation from your throne right now. That you will speak to their hearts and minds. That you will prepare their hearts and minds to believe and receive the word that you have for them today. And Lord, I pray, Lord, right now, Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, I give you permission to possess my body and use it in any way that you see fit. Allow whatever to be said today, let it be said by your spirit, Lord. Lord, we love you, we adore you, thank you, and praise you. It's in Jesus' name I do pray, present comfort of the Holy Spirit. My prayer partners are in agreement, so with me, amen. Amen and amen. So if you have your Bibles, which you should, you in church, right? I need you to go with me to the book of Jonah. And I want if you are watching live, if you're on Facebook, share, have a watch party. I don't care. This word needs to go out. This needs this needs to be shared. Now, normally I don't do that. But when the Lord spoke to me, he said, make sure you tell the people who are watching you to share, have a watch party. And by the way, I, I know I say this a lot, but I mean this. You probably will not like me after this message. But that's not my problem. Okay? I'm just going to deliver the word that the Lord has for me, has for you all here today. Amen? So is everyone there, Jonah? And I'm, I'm going to start at chapter 1. Okay? And I'm reading from the King James Version. 
Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa. And he found a ship going to Tarshish, so he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God. Now, when it says unto his God, does everyone see a little G there? Okay, unto his God and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. I don't know how, but it says he did so. Number six. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, what meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God. If so be that God will think upon us and that we perish not. And they said, every one of his fellow, come and let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots and the lot fell upon Jonah. Then say they unto him, tell us, we pray thee for whose cause this evil is upon us. What is thine occupation and whence comest thou? What is thy country? And of what people art thou? And he said unto them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. Then were the men exceedingly afraid, and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord, because he had told them. Let me stop right there. Now, I bet some of you, when I was talking about the story of Jonah, y'all thought I was going to go talk about the fish. Or the whale, whatever. I'm, I'm not here to get into debate with theologians. Okay? But let me tell you something. Where this message came from, the foolishness of us. See, I was doing some studying. I was reading the word. And I was reading some books. And there's a book by the man, by this prophet named Richard Joyner. And Richard Joyner is really, I love Richard Joyner. But Richard Joyner um, basically wrote a book where Jesus came to him, took him on a trip to heaven, and explained a lot of things. And the thing that's so amazing about this book that's revelatory is that when you look at the year he wrote the book and you look at what is happening now in 2020, everything Jesus told him is coming to pass right now. You're seeing it right before your eyes. I couldn't believe it. So then there was something that was truly amazing he met two people from the bible he met lot and he met jonah and i'm like oh now this is about to be real interesting he's about to talk to jonah and so he he, he's talking with jonah he's spending time with jonah um because the lord um wanted him to talk to him and you know, he, he, he starts talking to him about him running away um, from Nineveh, running away from where God told him to go. And he said, you know, he wanted to know. He said, why did you do that? He said, like, you know, that seems, you know, kind of foolish, don't you think? I mean, God spoke to you, like, you know, like, wouldn't you do it? And Jonah who, because he's in heaven, he's perfect now, basically said to him, he said, actually, what your people do is even more foolish than what I do or than what I did. I said, excuse me? I'm reading the book. And I said, hold on. He's talking about us here. I said, hold on. I said, and, and he asked Jonah, he said, what are you talking about? And I know a lot of preachers and I know a lot of Christians say, well, that's foolish of Jonah. God spoke to him. He ran away. He got on a boat. But Jonah 
responded back to him and said, actually, what a lot of people in the church do now is even more foolish than what I did. And, and he asked him, he said, what are you talking about? He said, because what the people do that's even more foolish than what I did is that you guys don't continually seek and dwell in the presence of God. I've read that and I said, whoa. He said, and Jonah began to explain himself. He said, let me tell you about what happened with me. He said, yes, God spoke to me. Yes, God told me what to do. And yes, if you read the scripture, it doesn't say he ran from God. It said he ran from his presence. He ran from dwelling in his presence. He was a Hebrew. He was, a, he was a prophet. He was someone who goes in, in, and spends time with the Lord every day. Oh, y'all missed that. He was spending time because in the Hebrew culture, that was the requirement. He spent time with the Lord every day. But as soon as God spoke to him and told him, I need you to go to Nineveh, which by the way, that was a harsh place, boy. That was a scary place. <laughs> It was violent. It was crazy. It was it was wicked. They 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 worshipped idols and they did all types of horrible stuff. And yet here it is. God's telling him, "I need you to go." He says, "Forget that. I'm running." He ran away. It says he ran away from God's presence. He stopped uh, fellowshipping with the Lord and he ran away. He said, "Do you know?" Why what you guys do is more foolish because I only had minimal access to God. You have access to God anywhere, anytime, any place, and yet you don't spend time with him every day. That's where the foolishness of us came in. He said the reason why your church is actually struggling is because you don't spend time with God every day. Don't you have access to him? He said, I had to go into a certain place in order to receive instruction from God. You can receive instructions from God just by sitting in your car. You can receive instruction from God as you lay down to sleep at night. You can receive instruction from God while you cooking that nice little dinner that you enjoy. He said, you guys run more from the presence of God than I did. Amen. Amen. That's a good word. As soon as I heard that. He looked, he turned around and looked at Jesus, and I thought this was funny. Jesus kind of looked at him and said, Keep listening. <laughs> he said, What do you want me to say? Jonah's saying it. He said, That's why it's more foolish. You have access. Do you not understand what you have because of what Jesus did for you on the cross? Do you not understand when the Holy Spirit comes and abides in you, you have access to God the Father Himself? Do you not understand that God is no longer a foreigner to you? You can actually understand the depths of God because it says the spirit that is in you searches the depths of God. Some of you, especially those who are watching me, you probably didn't even know that God had depths to him. Because you think you know him already. I'm telling you already. That's deception. And the enemy's deceiving you and that can lead you to the gates of hell and you don't even know it. You have to understand that in order to understand and know who God is, you have to spend time with him. You have to have fellowship with him. That's what he desires. That was his whole plan of redemption in the first place. As soon as Jesus was raised from the dead and he ascended into heaven, it said he reconciled us back to the Father. That was the whole point. That was the whole plan. And here it is. You have access to God. And yet you don't find time to spend time with him. You don't find the time. Well, Lord, I have to do this. I have to do that. Funny. That's very funny. That you say that you're too busy to spend time. Like, Lord, I have a lot of responsibility. Sometimes I'm too tired to spend time with you. Mm -hmm. The ruler of heaven and earth who makes the universe go round. The same God who makes sure that a bird has enough food to eat. That makes sure that the sun rises and sets properly. Who makes sure that rain falls where it's supposed to fall. Who makes sure that you have more and abundantly more than you could ever imagine or think. 
anything and come help you when he when you call. Yes. Mm. That's good. That's good. That's not right. That's the foolishness of us. You think just because you read your Bible, well, I read my Bible, I pray. How much do you have a worship life? Oh, y'all miss that. Do you worship God in your house? Is If God came into your house every day, would, would there be a place for him to feel welcomed? Would there be a time in your day where he would feel welcomed? Will there be a time? Do you not understand what worship really is? See, y'all got me preaching. I need y'all to go with me to Malachi. Malachi chapter 1. I need everyone to go with me to Malachi. See, because, and I know some people are like, Simba, who got you upset? Truth is, I'm not upset. I'm working. But you know, when the Lord gave me this message, when he spoke to me, if you think I'm on fire, you should have felt the heat that was coming from him. And those who are in the prophetic, you understand when you feel that heat, it's not a soothing heat. It's like a radiation heat. Uh, That's that moment where you realize Jesus is upset right now. He said, tell my people this. He said, tell them that one of the reasons why they cannot stay where where Paul talked about walking in the spirit, abiding in the spirit. One of the reasons why they can't do that is because they don't fellowship with me every day. They don't find time to fellowship with me every day. The reason why, and he said, one of the issues that the people have is that they only want to come to me when they see that the devil has gained so much ground on them. They're like, how in the world did the devil do this and do that? Oh, and then the funny thing is, especially if you a babe in Christ, and I don't care how old you are, if you ain't got a close relationship with God, you a babe. And then so the thing that's really amazing is that the babes and even some of the children start blaming God when really you had the authority to keep the devil out your house in the first place. Because the devil don't like to hang around too much where the presence of God is. If you don't believe me, then read in your word, Jesus was walking. He was spending time with the disciples. He was teaching them. And he said, Father, glorify thyself. Glorify thy name. And then there was a voice that came from heaven said, I have glorified it. I will glorify it again. And then Jesus, the very next thing he says, the God of this world has just been cast out. Why am I telling you this? Because God's presence is so immense and is so powerful that if he just speaks, the devil has to leave the earth. So imagine what will happen if he's allowed in your house. Jesus said, if you love me, then you will obey my commandments. And if you love me, then me and my father will come and make our home with you. Who here wants Jesus for a roommate? Lord. Who here would like to have Jesus feel so comfortable in your house that he can actually visit you and say, I don't want to tell you nothing. I just want to see you. (laughs) You can have that. But the problem is the church doesn't teach that. The The church don't talk like that. They don't understand. Do you even understand the depths of worship? Do you understand what fellowship with the Lord really does? Is every Malachi chapter 1, verse 6. Malachi chapter 1, verse 6. Read this. And again, this is King James Version. A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. Now, mind you, this is God talking to Malachi now. Let me read this for you again. Six. So God tells him, a son honoreth his father and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is mine honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Saith the Lord of hosts unto you, O priests, that despise my name. And ye say, wherein have we despised thy name? Ye offer polluted bread upon mine altar. 
And he said, wherein have we polluted thee? And that ye say, the table of the Lord is contemptible. And if ye offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? And if ye offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it now unto thy governor. Will he be blessed with thee? Or accept thy purses, saith the Lord of hosts. Look at this. The key is in chapter 6. I love, I love that verse. God says, if I am a father, he said, then where is my honor? Do you not know that worship is honor? It's where you give God honor. It's when you spend time with him that you've given him his honor. That's what Jesus was talking about. When he said, these people, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. If you want your heart to get closer to God, you have to spend time with him. You have to fellowship with him. That's part of the foolishness of us. Is that we think, oh, I go to church. I read the Bible. Or because I... I, 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 I I, I put up Bible verses on Facebook. I, I, I save Bible verses on my phone. I have the Bible app. I get a notification every time I, I need the word for today or the verse of the day. Let me tell you something. Because the Lord wants you to know this. The Lord is saying you can do all that and still end up going to hell. Why? Because you honor me with your mouth. You don't honor me by spending time with me. If I be a father, then where is my honor? If I be master, where is my fear? Fear does not mean you cower in front of the Lord. Fear is a reverence. The Lord started showing me the lack of the fear of the Lord. The, what is part of the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord is this. It's when you value the things that he values. Where you love him that you dare not cross him or come against his word. That's the problem. And I'm going to preach this and I need to say it. This generation lacks honor. You lack, well, the reason why we lack honor is because we weren't taught honor. We became the rebellious generation. We became the I want respect generation. Respect is lower than honor. Respect means I only want to give you something if there's something in it for me. Honor is I honor who you are. And I'm going to love you because that's what the Lord said. Love thy neighbor as what? Yourself. But then... What's higher than honor? Did you know there was a realm higher than honor? If honor opens heaven, because that's what it does. It opens operations in heaven. If honor opens heaven, and if you know how to give honor, God honors you. What's higher than honor? Reverence. Reverence. Reverence is associated with the fear of the Lord. What is reverence? Reverence is what you would give a king. See, here we go. This is, this is the part where people are not going to like me. Too many of you preachers, too many of you believers, you share your opinion too much. You don't share the word of God. You don't share the truth of the word of God. You share your opinions too much. Every time you go on Facebook, you want to say, well, this is just my opinion. And you try to incorporate the scriptures into that. The Lord is telling me to tell you, you need to repent of that now. Because if you don't, he has no choice but to place judgment on you. Because you have voiced your opinion, not his word. Did you not know that Jesus judges off of every idle thing you say? He's going to judge you off of the stuff that you said. The Lord gave, uh, started teaching me something. I was doing more research. And this man had a visitation. He's taken to heaven. And he sees this woman, church lady. She was dressed as a church lady. Very nice. 
And Jesus sends her to hell. And he asked Jesus, he said, why you send her to hell? Jesus responds, actually it was the lady. The lady says, why are you sending me to hell? Jesus responded to her and said, because of the stuff that you said on Facebook. That's why I'm sending you to hell. You did not speak my truth. You honored me with your mouth, but your heart was far from me. For out of your heart, what you say is what comes out of your heart. Some of you reveal how wicked your heart is on Facebook. And the Lord is saying you need to repent. Less wise when that trumpet sound, you're going to be one of the ones in the church wondering, why am I left behind? The Lord said, go back to your Facebook. Go back to your social media when you started saying your opinion and not my word. And I know I've heard some people say, well, Simba, you're voicing your opinion. The heck I am. When was the last time you ever heard me stand up here and say, I think, I, or this is my opinion? When was the last time you heard me say that in Bible study or up here on a pulpit? When was the last time you heard me when you called me and asked me for advice? I said, this is my opinion, or this is what I think. I always say, this is what the Lord says. This is what his word says, and his word is faithful and true. Jesus said, thy word, Father, is truth. Your opinion don't mean Jack Denley squat to me. I don't care how many Bible verses you put in there. You one of the ones Jesus is talking about. You honor me with your mouth. You say things, you know how to say the stuff, but your heart is far from me. And I know some people are like kind of, you know, Simba, you really coming out hard on some of these, you know, churches. Like, don't you love the church? I love the church. I love the church. But that don't mean I'm going to sit here and be quiet when the Lord says, you need to correct my church. I'm just going to be honest with you. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. So you see, I ain't make that up. It's in red. And in case you're new to the Bible, when something is in red, it's important. That's Jesus' own words. He said, you have to give an account for everything that you have said. And if it does not line up with the word, those are the things that the devil uses against you. And you don't even know it. That's what he uses against you more than anything, is your idle words. When you say things that are not lined up with the word of God. That's why for some, for some people, I'm just going to do it. I don't care. Because I'm almost at the point where the Lord, see, this is the apostolic rising in me. I'm about to, uh, because I'm about to tell you, some of you have actually seen me do this. When someone's talking to me and I, and I rebuke them and I said, those be the things of man. Those are not the things of God. I'll say the same thing Jesus said. I'm going to rebuke you. Because why? Because those be the things of man, not the things of God. The reason why you don't know the things of God is because you don't spend time with them. You might have read this Bible more than I have. You might know the Bible more than I do. But you don't know the one who wrote it like I do. That's why the Lord can have me speak like this. I'm telling you the truth. Go with me to Matthew 15 real quick. I'm almost done. I, like, I feel like I'm teaching some people. But I really must be honest. I need to make sure that everyone, because this is the problem with the people right now. You're outside of God's order. You don't understand that you don't value the same things God does. 
I will stand up here and I will tell you the truth. And the truth is from the word of God. This is what Jesus said. Matthew chapter 15. Number four. For God commanded saying, honor thy father and mother. And he that cursed father or mother, let him die the death. But ye say, so he's talking to the spiritual leaders. He's talking to the preachers. He's talking to the, to, to, to the church folk. But ye say, whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, it is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me. And honor not his father or his mother, he shall be free. Thus have ye made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. And look at what Jesus said, ye hypocrites. Well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, this people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth. And honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. I'm going to tell you right now, some Bible studies, uh, I'm going to tell you. The, the reason why some Bible studies, I, I can't stand Bible studies like this. When, when um, people are, you know, reading the word and said, well, I think the scripture means this. And the teacher says, you know, that's very interesting. I think the word means this. What do you mean? How much studying did you do, teacher? If you have to say, I think, do you not know? Did you not spend time with God and receive revelation? Then why the heck are you speaking to the people of God? Why the heck are you trying to teach them? No wonder there's so much confusion. No wonder people, let me tell you something. If people in your congregation read the Bible and then they keep coming up with what they think you failed as a teacher. Because I tell you what I know from what I experienced and from what the word of God says. There is no doubt in my mind what the word of God says. I ain't got to say, well, I think this means, no, it's right there. Study to show thyself approved. And I'm going to say this. I'm almost done. I promise you. And I know I'm about to make some people upset. Stop listening to voices that don't know the Lord. Stop listening to those. You know what? I, I don't care. People can say, oh, somebody took a shot. No, I took a big old swing. I know exactly what I did. You, you said, oh, he took a shot. See, for some reason, when I hear shot, I, I think of like a little BB. I didn't take a shot. I went boom right at this person. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey. How many people will listen to Oprah? Especially in the African-American community. You want to listen to Oprah. And Oprah says something, she says something, it, it, it still blazes me to this day. Because then, because then I see people, again on Facebook, and in, in some congregations, they start quoting some stuff Oprah said. I said, that ain't in the word of God. What you doing quoting a, a, a show host for? What did she say that was so intelligent? What is it that you learned from her? Let me tell you something. She said something. She said, Jesus can't be the only way to God. She, she's quoted saying it. She said, Jesus can't be the only way to God. She's one of the biggest voices in the New Age movement. Oh, okay. And in case y'all don't know, the New Age, it combines multiple religions. M multiple you got some Hinduism there, Buddhism, the, the same religions that are at war with each other. They, they, they try to combine them all. Okay? Yeah, see, see if those conflicting ideologies make sense. It even goes as far as to say, well, you are a God inside. You are a God. Uh-huh, you a God. Okay. Heal somebody. Do something. Make the demons shudder at your name. But I, I ain't going to get into that right now because can't none of them do it. But let me, and all these people want to believe 
Oprah because like she's so spiritually enlightening. Okay, let me ask, uh, and I'm gonna ask all the Oprah followers who are watching me live and who are listening. I just got one question for Oprah. Actually, I got a couple of questions. I lied. Here's my first question. Have you heard the voice of God? Second, have you seen God? And finally, has God spoken and said, Oprah, you're doing such a good job. Thank you for telling the truth about me. That, 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 that my son is not the only way to me. If the answer is no, sit down and be quiet. You little false prophet, sit down. And all those who believe that nonsense and you still proclaim the name of Christ, repent now. Believe in that nonsense. Jesus can't be the only way to heaven. Let me tell you why I got an issue with that. Because I'm going to make it very clear. You listening to someone who hasn't even seen God nor heard his voice. So how the heck can they tell you about Jehovah? I'm going to say the same thing Jesus said to the Pharisees. You haven't seen my father. You haven't heard my father. So how are you going to tell me what my father is and what my father does and what my father likes? The reason why is because you are sheep being led astray. You don't know the shepherd's voice. You don't know the master because you don't fellowship with him. So you'll listen to any fool that says something that makes sense. It sounds good. Ooh, I like that. My other problem is, is why would a father design a million different ways for you to, to get to him? And wouldn't it be easier if there was just one? Jesus said, I am the door. Yes, Lord. Jesus said, no man can come to the Father except through me. And let me tell you something. For all those Christians who, who love Oprah, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you something. Jesus said this. Anyone who tries to get to God any other way is the same as a thief and a robber. Guess who else he called a thief and a robber? Y'all can say it if y'all know. Y'all don't know? Satan. Satan, thank you. Let me, uh, I'm going to get off that real quick. I'm going to get off real quick. Because I'm about to wrap this up in a pretty little bow. After I pretty much trampled over everything. But I'm going to make it nice and pretty for y'all. Let me tell y'all something. Because I hear a lot of people, let me tell you something, you need to stop. You need to believe this word. You need to spend time with the Father. You need to spend time with the Lord. You need to, you need to say, Lord, take more of me. You need to repent for giving your opinion so much and not giving his truth. If you giving your opinion, that means you don't know something. You guess. But the problem is some of your opinions, you, you hold so tight to it. You stick to it. That God's truth can't even get in. You need to receive God's truth. And this is the truth that I'm going to say. And, 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 and I'm going to leave it at this. Let me tell you something. I'm going to say the same thing Jesus said. Because, you know, people talk about you a Democrat, you a Republican, you this, you that. N neither. I am a representative of the kingdom of God. I'm not even of this world. I'm in the world. I'm not of it. But while I'm in the world, my job is to share the goodness of Jesus and to share his kingdom message. That's what he said. That was the great commission. And go and make disciples of the nation. You tell them of the kingdom. You tell them of my goodness. You tell them what I've done. That's what you do. And I'm going to share with you a quick revelation. You want to know why Jesus said to Joshua? Because what does Joshua ask him? Are you for us or for our enemies? Are you with us or are you against us? Hmm, that sounds familiar, don't it? 
Jesus said, neither. But as captain of the coast of, of hosts of heaven, have I now come. You, you want to know why he said neither? The Lord revealed this to me through my studies. He revealed this. He said, because when I show up, I intend to take over. I don't intend to take sides. When I show up, I take over. So guess what? You believers and followers of Jesus Christ, you, we ain't here to take sides. We're here to take over. Amen. Amen. We're here to bring the kingdom of God into the earth. We are here to bring the kingdom of God into our government. We are here to bring the kingdom of God into the judicial branch of government, into the legislative, into the executive. But you spend so much time in your hatred and looking at yourself and being so full of pride and being so full of self-righteousness that you don't know the heart or desire of God. This is not a Democrat or Republican thing. It's a kingdom thing. I am not going to vote for somebody who wants to put abortion into the world, which is an abomination to God. It offends God. It hurts God. It breaks his heart. I am not going to put someone in office who does not value the things of God, but values the things of man. I don't care how you feel about your leader. I don't care what you think. I care about the kingdom. I care about God's will being done on earth as it is in heaven. And I'm going to tell you the truth. And I prophesy this and I'm going to tell you the truth. Because if you listen to me, believers in Jesus Christ, if you pray, if you pray and you loose the kingdom of God into the judicial branch of government, I promise you, the Lord revealed this. Roe versus Wade will be turned over in this nation. And a long time curse will end in this nation. You do know why God is a little bit upset with this nation, right? Why you think Russia, China, Iran, they have, they have weapons, they have weaponry that can easily take over ours. It was just reported. They have a gun that's 10 times more powerful than an AK-47. They have a nuke that is undetectable. It can fly at supersonic speed. I don't care if you believe me or not. It does not deny the truth. Really, look at especially our nation right now. Do we look like we're prepared for a fight? Especially on American soil. What do you think 9-11 was about? We thought we were so invulnerable. No other nation could touch us. God used us, used planes to demonstrate you're not vulnerable anymore. Your enemies can attack and will destroy you. Why? Because like the Israelites, you turned your heart from me. God is saying to his people, once again, turn your heart to me. Desire the things that I desire. Value the things that I value. Stop looking at the things of man and look to the things of God. Even right now, as I'm speaking, I, I, I don't know who this is, but there's a lady who's watching me right now. There's an issue with your neck. You've had an issue with your neck. You've had some stiffness in your neck. If you start to move, it's healed. Why? Because miracles follow the word. The word does not follow miracles. Because I gave the word, miracles are now being loosed right now. Things are happening right now. Things I'm not even trying to say. But that's the fire of God being loosed right now. Receive that, whoever that is. Somebody is having soreness in your right leg. You've had soreness for the past few days. If you start moving it, it's healed now. See, now the Lord's just doing stuff. See, the Lord, I love when the Lord starts operating like this. There's healing right now. Just receive that. Receive whoever's here. If you need a miracle right now, have your hands raised and say, I receive it. Because the, because the glory of the Lord is being loosed right now. Things are happening. Movements are happening. The spirit of God is being loosed right now. 
now there's someone, I see someone with arthritis. Somebody is dealing with some arthri arthritic pain. That pain is leaving you now in Jesus' name. Thank you, wonderful Jesus. Thank you, Master. Somebody, you, you get headaches a lot. The Lord is touching your head right now. Those headaches are leaving. Just receive that. The Lord, I feel like the Lord is, wa is just washing people right now. That's what the word does. The word cleanses you. Oh, how I love you so much, Lord. Right now, I'm about to close. And I pray that you receive this. Don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. You have access to God. God has not rejected you. God has not turned away from you. If anything, he's saying, please come to me. I have your answers. I have everything that you want and everything that you'll need. Just come to me. I have it all in the palm of my hand. And so right now, I'm going I'm to I'm pray this. I'm going to pray. Yes, I am. But I'm also going to ask people, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, but you want to know I'm going to have everyone close your eyes right now. Just focus on the Lord right now. Whether you're in here, whether you're alive, I, 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 don't, I don't really care. This is a step of faith. If you do not know the Lord Jesus, but you want to know him, or if you have known him, but you backslidden a little bit, you, you, you turned away from him a little bit, but you want to turn your heart back to him. If you're in here, raise your hand. If you're live, just put like a hand emoji or something like that. If that's you. If you want to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. If you want to receive him. That's, that's all it takes. Is for you saying, Lord, I want to know you. I want to receive you. If you, again, are live and, and you're watching, just put a hand emoji up or something like that. Ain't nobody going to think anything less of you or judge you. It's just about saying, Lord, I want to know you. That's all it is. Okay. And if you are doing that, I just want you to repeat after me. Just repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come before you now. And I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me of all my unrighteousness. Forgive me for not believing you. I choose this day to believe you. I choose this day to accept you into my heart, into my life. I accept you to be my Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you came to the earth, born of a virgin, that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you rose on the third day with all power in your hand and that you are now seated at the right hand of the Father to be an intercessor for me. Lord, I love you. I adore you. And I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you did that prayer, I just personally want to say welcome to the family of God. He loves you so much. And right now, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. I pray right now. I step into my office as king. And right now, I pray for all those who are listening and all those who are here. And right now, Lord, I loose the kingdom of God right now into people's lives. Right now, I bind and rebuke the lies of the enemy, the confusion of the enemy. I command right now in the name of Jesus, the kingdom of darkness, that you will give back everything that you have taken from the people of God. That you will give it back seven times what you took. And I pray right now that, that principality 
principalities and powers start to fall in your life. I pray right now that they become powerless by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ and the finished work of the cross. For who the Son sets free is free indeed. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And I loose right now the kingdom of Almighty God into your life, into your heart, into your finances, into your family. Right now, Lord, hear my prayer. Hear the cry of your son. Hear the cry of your people. Right now, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. We pray for our judicial branch of government. We bind and rebuke the plans of the enemy in our government, in our nation. We pray right now that the power of the enemy is canceled and dismantled. And we loose the kingdom of God in the judicial branch of government. We plead the blood of Jesus over our attorney general and the representatives of the government. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that we come against right now every demonic plan and assignment of the, in the executive branch and the legislative. All over in our government. Lord, we loose your judgment. We loose your righteousness. We loose the kingdom of God back into our government and back into our nation. Father, save our nation once again. Turn the hearts of the children back to the fathers and turn the hearts of the fathers back to the sons and lift the curse off of the land. Yes. I count it done in Jesus' name. Jesus name. Thank you, Father. Thank you. For the victory. Thank you. Thank you for our wonderful Lord, Jesus Christ. Thank you. Lord, we love you. We, love you. we adore you. We thank you and praise you. It's in Jesus' name I do pray. For the presence of the comfort of the Holy Spirit. For thine is the kingdom, power and glory forever and ever. And my prayer partners in agreement said with me, amen, amen, and amen.